Daisha Upanishad, verse 8. He, the self-existent one, is everywhere, the pure one, without a subtle body, without blemish, without muscles, holy and without the taint of sin, the all-seeing, all-knowing, the all-encompassing one is He. He has duly assigned their respective duties to the eternal prajapatis, cosmic powers. Ajarji, can you please explain what is meant by the Atman duly assigning duties to the prajapatis? What are these prajapatis? Do we need to worship them? Thank you, Ajarji. Prajapatis are just the forces of Prakriti, Jyoti, nothing else. What is being implied here is, Prakriti works as per the dictates of Atma. Hmm? So all the forces of physical nature that you see around you, the Upanishad is saying they operate as per the law set by God. He has assigned their respective duties to the air, water, sun, moon, earth, body, fire. The Upanishad is saying he has told the sun to keep providing warmth and brightness. He has told the earth to hold and support you. He has told the soil to bring up food for you. He has told the trees to bear nice fruits. That is all that is being said. Do we need to worship them? Knowing them is enough. If you know Prakriti, you cannot be violent towards her. It's a strange thing, Yuti, but you must understand it. The more identified you are with Prakriti, the more violent you would be towards her. The more identified you are with Prakriti, the more violent you would be towards her. The body is Prakriti, right? For example, if you are very, very body conscious, very body identified, then for the sake of the body, you will not hesitate in bringing down a tree or cutting down an animal. So now because you are body identified, so you can wipe off an entire jungle. Because you are body identified, so you can consume away an entire species. The more you take yourself as Prakriti, the more you will consume and devastate her. The only way to therefore help Prakriti is to stay clear of her. Who is the one who will be able to help Prakriti? The one who does not take himself as Prakriti. Abhilash from Chennai, quoting from the Ishupanishad, verse 9 to 11. 
those who worship avidya go to pitch darkness but to a greater darkness than this go those who are devoted to vidya different indeed they say is the result attained by vidya and different indeed they say is the result attained by avidya thus we have heard from the wise who had explained it to us he who knows both vidya and avidya together transcends morality transcends mortality through avidya and reaches immortality through vidya pranam acharya ji in these verses sages are indicating that one should know both vidya and avidya together worshiping one without the other will lead us to darkness while reading these verses i am considering avidya as worldly knowledge and vidya as understanding of real self i have a 6 years old kid who is going to school and spending most of his day in school the entire school environment focuses on worldly knowledge they teach social science maths etc they also consciously or unconsciously teach kids to compare themselves with others compete go after rewards fear punishments etc at home we encourage the kid to question everything not to compare or compete with other kids not to be afraid to express himself but for a child who spends most of his day throughout his childhood in such a school environment i feel in the process of giving worldly knowledge to him he will lose touch with his true self and become materialistic acharya ji please help me understand what should be my approach towards such young kids while exposing them to the worldly knowledge i can't introduce scriptures to him at such a young age how do we ensure vidya and avidya go together right from childhood with love and gratitude abhilash from chennai first of all abhilash vidya is not the understanding of the real self vidya is the understanding of the false self hmm? real self is not available to be understood the real self transcends all understanding it is the solvent you disappear into it now you are asking the school environment is focusing on avidya and also conditioning the kid to compete compare go for rewards be afraid of punishment etc so that's what the school is doing that surely is avidya what is vidya then vidya is to take the kid inwards ask the kid to describe what happens to him when he is threatened or what happens to him when he is tempted vidya is about knowing who you are and that does not mean knowing brahm or atma 
they are agye, they are aprame, they are beyond mental faculties. And that is the reason why Vidya and Avidya must go together. It's a basic necessity. Avidya means understanding the world, Vidya means understanding yourself. Even if you want to have deep Avidya, you will need Vidya. Because you cannot know the world beyond a point without knowing yourself. Spiritual seekers face that hurdle. Even contemporary physics is facing that hurdle. The last problem, it appears in front of physics, is the problem of consciousness. Physics has come to a point where it cannot proceed any further without going into what consciousness is. So even to know the world, you have to know yourself. Avidya and Vidya must go together. The world will tempt and threaten and allure and you have to ask yourself what happens to you when the world allures you or frightens you. You don't have to teach scriptures to the kid, not needed. You just ask the kid to describe himself. Just ask the kid to know what is happening in his mind. And that's easy, is it not? So how did you feel when the teacher said, very good? So how did you feel when the teacher said, I'll throw you out of the class if you are caught gossiping once again? How did you feel? What happened in the mind? How did the body react? Did it stay with you? So yesterday the teacher had scolded you. How did that impact your relationship with the teacher today? These are the questions that you must ask the kid. This is Vidya. So which teacher do you like the most? Why? Who is your best friend? Who is the one you avoid? Why? What do your choices tell about you? It's an easy thing to ask. And it becomes a great adventure. The kid starts loving it. You can actually train the kid to be a lover of Vidya. Just as kids love to describe how the world is going about them. You can educate the kid to love to describe what is happening inside him. That is Vidya. Hmm? It's fun. And Vidya doesn't have to wait for a right age. If the kid is old enough to absorb avidya, he is old enough to begin exploring vidya. Avidya and vidya have to go together. That is why the Upanishad said and 
so beautifully. He who knows Vidya and Avidya together transcends mortality through Avidya and reaches immortality through Vidya. What does that mean? Transcends mortality through Avidya and reaches immortality through Vidya. There are two deaths. There is the physical death and then there is the death of the ego. If you know the world, it will help you avoid physical death. If you do not know the world, you will quite likely and literally die young. Hmm? The average age expectancy, the life expectancy used to be no more than 25 or 35 till a century back. Why? Because man did not quite clearly know the world. We did not know how the pathogens operate. We did not have depth in our medicine. So the mortality rates were high. To overcome physical mortality, you must know the world. You must know how Prakriti operates, how the physical elements operate, what the bacteria are, which chemicals would act upon a certain virus. These are the things you must know. And to transcend inner death, you must have Vidya. What is inner death? Inner death is when the ego does not get what it is really looking for. Hmm? You have heard some wise man say that there are so many, I think it was Voltaire, that most people die at the age of 25 but keep walking till 75. The inner death has already happened. You need Vidya to avoid the inner death. You need avidya to avoid the outer death. You need both to avoid death altogether. If you won't have vidya, what you will have is a healthy and strong body, but no life within. No joy within, no love, no beauty, no compassion, no love. Outwardly, you would be quite stout. All the physical indicators of health would be alright. Blood pressure alright, liver alright, kidney alright, heart alright. Everything alright, still you would be lifeless. To have real life, Vidya is needed. So that you can be internally lively. 
this postmodern world is in the danger of being greatly healthy from the outside but being totally dead inside because it has a lot of avidya but very little vidya it is a strange thing we think a lot of avidya can help us without realizing that these two always go together and if they are not going together then we'll have walking corpses <laughs> <laughs>